We are here today to bear witness to the execution of Horace Pinker, whose unspeakable atrocities have horrified the people of this great state. Uh, Wes Craven, iconic horror director, uh, he got effed over on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So I think he created Shocker like as an F you to New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just create my, I'll create another one. Yeah. Guys, welcome to another episode of Katie Afraidy. I'm your host, Katie Hettenbach. <laughs> and today we have the awesome, the hilarious. He's at the comedy store all the time. He's in the jellies, the the cartoon. And he is the roast battle guy, <laughs> champion of the world. In my heart, and in reality, it's Earl Skakel. Well, I'm not the champion, but I was you're, the people's hey, champion. You're the people's champion, and that's all that matters. I love it. Little Freddy Krueger. Oh, uh, yeah, Little Freddy. Which is still the scariest commercial I've ever seen for the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Okay. Uh, well, because no one knew anything about the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, just the way they shot the commercial, I, I got scared. The trailer or like the trailer? Okay, got uh, it. I was like, did, did they do like a like a branded thing? No, it was just I guess a commercial slash trailer for it, and I'm like, it, it was so scary because the first few Nightmare on Elm Streets were very, um, they were meant to scare you, mm-hmm. like, and then oh, later yeah. on it got more humorous, yeah. you know, with the one-liners and, mm-hmm. uh, but the first one specifically was very scary yeah especially in a theater i have to say i think my first interaction with you was during uh don barris's set and you just were kind of looming in the background <laughs> and you <laughs> checks you did, out you did the um the don will always ask during his set uh, or you'll be like oh there don there's a question in the back right. and you'll or you were like oh hi my name's Har- Harvey. Harvey from Miramax. Miramax. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a table read <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> yeah. There's, and then you'd come back two minutes later and just explaining your bit to the people, and that's okay. But it's <laughs> come back is Bob from yeah, Miramax. Could somebody answer my brother's <laughs> question? <laughs> you have to, you know, late night at the comedy it's stores. So good. You really have it's to. It's so good. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to get that stuff at the Laugh Factory. No. Says you got Tom Arnold bombing for an hour. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The people who work in this business, are it's mind-blowing who works in this business. It's and I like Tom Arnold. He was good in True Lies, but that was 30 years ago. Come on, man. <laughs> you're going to book Barry Diamond next? Fuck. Who's next? Maybe. Who's that? Who knows? Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby, touring theaters. Going on tour. Nobody cares. It Nobody just doesn't cares. matter. Nobody cares. OJ got tickets to the Bills game this weekend. I mean. Like <laughs> somewhere that this guy's killed two he people. He didn't do it. Is the glove yeah. didn't fit. Yeah. The cl- <laughs> I know. You know, you can still kill people if the glove doesn't exactly fit. Like, that, I never got that. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like You should be a lawyer. I really should be. Like I would have been like, Judge, it doesn't fit perfectly, but you know, we've all worn shoes that were too small and we operated fine. 
I mean, this That's, was a, a good point. <laughs> you know, it kind of fits with the horror vibe. Yeah, exactly. OJ was my neighbor as a child. It was cool with was me. Was he actually? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, he throw me the football. You know, Stallone was my neighbor. By the way, I got this shirt. Anyone who knows me is one of my favorite movies, Cobra, uh, on Sylvester Stallone's website. The fuck is this guy selling T-shirts for? <laughs> this guy doesn't make enough money. He's got to hawk $40 T-shirts. Like, it's unbelievable. Most Thank of my T-shirts are older than the girls I date. Hello. Heyo. <laughs> Swing. Right. Um, okay, so. I feel like I've talked enough. You're good. You're golden. You told me a while ago that I had to watch this movie. We watched Shocker. Yes. Why did you want me to watch this? Well, because speaking of Stallone getting effed over, mm -hmm. uh, Wes Craven, iconic horror director, uh, he got effed over on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yes. Like he, I forget why, but it was a very similar story to Stallone where the studio um, cut him out. And so you think five... There were five Nightmare on Elm Streets, one Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Uh, so six, and then the remake with Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, that's seven films basically in this franchise, and he gets no money. Like he created it. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? And I, I believe he stopped directing them at Dream Warriors. I think that was his last movie with the franchise. Right. But you know, when I was uh, not a kid but an adult an early adult and you'd see Nightmare on Elm Street 4, um, 5, you, it would say created by Wes Craven. You're like, oh, this guy gets the money. That's, that's how it's I like thought. He doesn't get anything, which so is I, crazy. I, I mean, it's so mind-blowing to see like people like Wes Craven and Stallone get effed over in this business. So you can imagine what happens to people like you and me and, oh, yeah. and Hot Tub Johnny over there. Like He gets <laughs> effed over, I'm sure. I mean, if yeah. you saw the Comedy Store Wrestling Podcast, you know, it's the best podcast that ever got a hundred numbers or less. Whew. I knew that writing was on the wall when my energy drink reviews were getting more numbers. Welcome to Hollywood. So I think he created Shocker like as an F you to New Line Cinema. Mm -hmm. Be like, I'll just create my I'll create another one. Yeah. And uh I you know, it, it got the big this is when you had to go to a movie theater. Mm -hmm. It was nineteen eighty nine. And Shocker got the big billboard in Westwood, which, you know, to people who don't live in L.A., Westwood was the go-to movie spot. It's still where every premiere is. Uh, outside of the Chinese theater, they usually have a big premiere at the Man Bruin, which is still there. Uh, so if you got that big billboard in Westwood, it's like, this is the next big movie. And uh, I love it. I mean, I watch it from – it's always on cable. Yeah. Uh, or direct TV, satellite, cable. People are like, what's cable? Um, <laughs> and it just, I don't know why it didn't do better. Uh, I think it had an operating budget of like $4 million. It made, I think, close to twenty. So it, it made money. And it's a cult. Uh, still has a cult following. Um, and I think Mitch... Now, I've heard two ways to pronounce his name. It's either Pelegi or Pelegi. Uh, I'm going to say Pelegi. But if you're if you like X Files, he was Horace Panker, okay, in uh, Shocker. But he was he's most known for X Files. Got it. Okay. Um, he was great. Like he had a very um, Robert England vibe to him. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought the story of uh, he gets his powers through electricity. I, I thought it was kind of innovative. Yeah. 
or not maybe not innovative, but uh, creative. Yeah. And you know there were some parallels to Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hundred percent. I was like, wait, this is. Yeah. I was like, did this come out before or after? I'm like, oh, it came out after. Yeah, I so. think it came out after three. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a great cast. Oh, it's when you look awesome. At, uh, Peter Berg, who's now a huge director. Also, dated Whitney Cummings. I mean, that's probably his best credit. I mean, um, <laughs> and then Michael Murphy was the dad, mm-hmm. and he was like the go-to dad in like those '80s kind of horror films. Um, and then uh, who else was in it? Uh, Kane Roberts, the guitar player from Alice Cooper, yes. uh, who was huge at that time. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack was the soundtrack might have done better than the movie. It was, yeah. It was. It was pretty good. It was. It went it went hard, if you will. Well, they, you know, it was bands that were popular at the time, mm-hmm. you know, like Megadeth, and, um, you know, they, the main song um, was, a, I guess, a collaboration with Paul Stanley from Kiss, mm-hmm. um, Michael Anthony from Van Halen, Tommy Lee, uh, Vivian Campbell from uh, Def Leppard and Whitesnake. Uh, it was a very... Um, uh, who, who, a lot of 80s metal type bands which was probably in 1989 that was like the peak of 80s glam uh, before like Nirvana mm-hmm. and, and bands like that just made all those bands have to get real jobs um, so it was set to be like a big franchise uh, but uh, it just didn't I don't know why there wasn't a sequel I, I understand why okay because well, we're different but generations oh for sure but I also like I love a good campy right 80s movie um i love especially horror like campy horror is one of my favorite um but i yeah it definitely needed more um to make it have a sequel i thought it was a fun concept and i enjoyed it but i also was very confused at a point because i was like wait i understand so for those of you who haven't seen it it's about a serial killer who's running around killing families left and right and then this is where i was confused the the main character who looks like he's 40 but playing a teenager he's can like he has like dreams where he's like he sees the killer but the killer can't touch him Uh, yeah i mean it i mean looking back there were definitely some uh plot i don't know if you call them plot holes or, yeah uh, i i think i would guess he was in a rush to maybe beat out the next nightmare on elm street movie yeah which I'm, which, i think it was i believe it was shot in only 10 days and they also had a major problem with the special effects 10 weeks sorry 10 i was weeks. gonna say 10 days it was that's that way bad. too that's no um, <laughs> But the I was reading where the special effects person halfway through the film had a nervous breakdown. Oh, fair enough. And so he just left, and no one knew where the negatives were to all his work. So Wes Craven's literally hiring cousins and interns to go to every studio and every place that they had worked on the special effects, and no one knew where they were because they were like in unmarked boxes. Oh, geez. So if you look at the final... Uh, cut I guess that made it into theaters the special effects look pretty hokey yeah but to me it worked oh it it, it, it works it just is like 
what's happening i'm a little confused but it also could be so initially same thing with scream and i'm probably i'm sure nightmare on elm street craven when that he showed this to the uh is it the mpaa is that what it is the mpaa what it had in a rated x rating because they had like way more violent shit happening and they had to cut all of it out to get an r yeah i mean i think they one of the scenes they cut out was uh i forget which character he ate their fingers yeah one of the cops yeah um (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean it was gnarly like the the uh killer in the movie like grat like he like bites a guy's lip and the lip is like so stretchy right. and it just like pull and i was like well, i don't know if a lip could do that but oh man it's gnarly to think about and that's a gnarly shot yeah i mean it's that scene specifically that's probably one of the scenes they just left in it was like ah we can't cut much more out of this movie yeah you have to leave some violence in yeah they um, also had a longer uh because the, the killer gets uh, the electric chair, and that's why it's called Shocker, because he gets his power through that, because he's talking to the devil, question mark? Uh, yeah. I don't, Is that what I, I got? I, that's what I, I got. I think so. Okay, some type of demon But that is like when you die, whatever, then he like gives him the power of electric. To like Once he, he dies, his he can like... If he t- if someone else t- touches him, he can transfer into that person. Which I love because there, there's the one at the star of the movie was the little girl. The little girl was the best part. Her going fucking ha- and just her swearing. I love when little kids swear in movies. Oh, it's the it's best. It's so funny, but her especially, especially uh, uh, when she's driving the, the, dump truck. the dump truck. So funny, and <laughs> she hits him with it. She's so good. Great facial expressions. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming she was an actor even at that young age. But, um, yeah, I love it in movies. Like, probably some of my favorite scenes and were uh, the Bad News Bears, the original movie, where mm-hmm. the, there was a shortstop uh, named Tanner, and he was like the little kid who was always swearing. It was so funny. It, some of the words he said was like, Jesus. You know, they had to go to his parents. And, hey, yeah. do you mind if your kid drops an N-bomb? Like, it's, <laughs> it's essential to Jesus, the you're like, it's it's needed. Trust like, me. How much is he getting paid? Uh, yeah, he can say it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I, I really almost like it more than Freddy Krueger. Like, that's a great power to have where you can just morph into someone yeah. else. And I mean, it's been done before. Like, you, you know, but I, I just really liked that, you know, the electrical aspects of, you know, if you look at this room right now, there's, you know, probably 10 electrical outlets or, mm-hmm. you know, everything's attached in here to electricity. So it's it's like a never-ending power. Yeah. And the way he played the, you know, Mitch, because I don't want to butcher his last name, because um, he's one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, before I came on, I was like, oh, I want to say his last name right. I've always said Peleggi. But then I saw an interview with him in the X-Files and said Peleggi. Because he was also in Sons of Anarchy, which okay. is, he had played a white supremacist. Oh, good. Uh, well, he, he, it's funny in the interview, he's like, yeah, I had to go pick up my kids after shooting, and I'd have all these swastikas on me, and like, I was like covering up. Um, he's a really, uh, like, he's an actor. Um, yeah. And he, he, you can just plug him into anything. He, 
he was in like the reboot of Dallas mm -hmm. where he played a, a billionaire. So he, he's very good at characters. So I I do wish there would have been at least one more in the franchise just to, because you, you know, no villain ever dies in these movies. Oh yeah, he. I mean, in Shocker, he's well. They did set it up for a sequel. Hundred percent by having. Um, what is the killer's name? What's his Horace name? Horace Panker. Horace Panker. I love it. Um, Horace Panker going through. I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible. Um, Pinker going through the uh, the the satellite, and he's like, "I'm worldwide, bitch." Right. And he's like going off, here and he's like, "Well, here we go." Because I think if they would have done another one in '91, it could have worked. Yeah. But I think. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, it never really dipped that much. It always yeah. was successful at the box office, especially the opening weekend. It would kill. Um, and then Freddy vs. Jason. I, I, you know, I just don't think there was space for him to squeeze it in there. Yeah. So. And well, hey, it's for you. You need to do, you need to write Shocker 2. I mean, I don't, I don't see uh, Mitch being interested in, reviving a movie from would that be thir almost 35 years ago mm -hmm. but, but that would be cool that's never been done before where yeah. the sequel was 35 years later and he still looks the same like he has not aged um and I, is Wes Craven passed away right yes. okay so that would be tough to carry on his legacy oh yeah um because i don't know if he because like you said, it's a very campy movie. Yeah. It's not very serious, which is so different than the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which was, like I said, the the, the trailer on TV was frightening. Because uh, it was very dark. Yeah. It was very spooky music, but not like, it was, you know, like in Shocker, they, the soundtrack was almost goofing on the times that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know... Like, you could bring him back 35 years later. I think he could. It'd be great. I don't know if Peter Berg would be down. Probably not. But, hey, you know what? You can, you can, any amount of money. Oh, yeah. Maybe. People will do anything. People I do mean, anything. But I, one time, I used to work at Sports Connection mm -hmm. in Santa Monica. It's a gym. It's where the John Travolta movie Perfect was filmed, uh, which is basically a, a, you talk about campy. It was a, a spoof on the 80s meat market scene at gyms. Mm -hmm. So I'm working there one night, and I had the Shocker soundtrack in my car because this is when you had to, there's no Spotify. You had to take a CD, stick it in your player, and play it. Um, so I really love that soundtrack. And I go to work, and Pete Berg walks in. This is maybe 91, so it's not mm -hmm. really far off from the filming. He goes, works out. I run to my car. He's walking out. I'm like, hey, uh, Pete, can you sign this for me? And he's like, oh, you like Megadeth? I'm like, no, I like Kiss. And he just signed and walked out. He's like, oh, beat it, kid. Because that was not a popular time for, yeah. him for Kiss. So Megadeth was like, you know, probably they were at their peak. And, you know, they were famous because Dave Mustaine mm -hmm. got kicked out of Metallica, oh. which he probably regrets. But, you know, I... We all make mistakes. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. It, well, you know, it's one thing to like, 
get kicked off of some shitty TV show, but when you're kicked off the biggest band in the world for 30 years, like I just saw them play SoFi Stadium, you couldn't move. There wasn't a square inch that you could move. Their stage is unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Megadeth is probably playing a House of Blues and, you know, Temecula. So, I mean, when you get kicked out of Metallica for doing drugs, you've got a problem. Yeah, because I feel like they all do something. At that time in the 80s, they literally left him on the side of the road. That's how bad he was. They kicked him off the bus and they, sorry, bro. Yep. So, uh, you know, but if if any billionaire is out there and you'd like to reboot Shocker, you know, we could get Mitch on board a few extra zeros on the paycheck. Like you said, yeah. actors will do any gig. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will, but, you know. I will, too. Yeah. Uh, with all these streaming platforms, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and, uh, Tubi, uh, mm-hmm. was it the one that starts with an F? Is it Freebie? Uh, Probably. Uh, they need content. So as yeah. crazy as it sounds, someone's going to listen to this and go, I remember that movie. Yeah. yeah. I should do that. I look, should do that. We'll look at it at four in the morning after a Byron Allen talk show. Yeah, why not? Why not? Do it. Do it. Um, so, obviously, there's a heat, like, in the movie, there's a big, he, the pinker, he gets electrocuted. Yes. And he's sentenced to death. So, my question to you is that if you were being sentenced to death, how would you want to do it? And what would your final meal be? Um, what's funny? Someone just asked me a, a similar question last night at the comedy store. They're oh, like, good. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's completely different, but it's similar. They're like, if you were, because I'm obsessed with plane crashes. Mm-hmm. Like I literally go on YouTube one or two times a week, and I listen to the actual voice recordings of plane crashes. Like it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. Like, but it's 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 so haunting. Yeah. Um. And then the comments are even, they're kind of funny. Like, I listened to this one last night. Um, this has nothing to do with horror movies. But in a way, okay. it does. Yeah. Uh, where after a plane hits 130 knots on the runway, okay. they have to take off. does not matter what's going on. They, they can't stop. So if Godzilla is in front of them, they have to take off. So... The guy's like 130, and okay, we're rolling, which means they're pulling back. And and the tower neglected to tell them that at the end of the runway there was construction. So they there was like a dump truck or something, and so they took off. The wing clipped the uh, dump truck. It flies off, and you hear the pilots talking to each other. Like (laughs) You hear the one guy go, oh, fuck. (laughs) And then two minutes later you hear the big crash, and... You hear the co-pilot say, uh, my skin's burning, I can't... F-, and then it cuts off. And then the first comment on YouTube was, pussies. <laughs> like, what? That's like... So, p- the guy was like, Earl, if you Jesus knew... Jesus Christ. If you knew you were on a plane crash and it was you were, it was going down and you, you weren't going to survive, what would you do? I'm like, I'd fuck every girl on that plane. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to meet to me? <laughs> Probably even squeeze in a guy just for variety. So how would I want to be electrocuted? Or how would I want to be... Um, I mean... 
I love it when bad guys get punished. So I love it when there's a botched uh, injection and they have to do it again. And the guy's like sitting there. Uh, it's not working. I don't know what's going on. I would not want to die. Like I want to die quick. So, uh, I mean, lethal injection. Now they're doing fentanyl. So um, I could probably just hit up a comic friend and just have him give me a dose. But, um, That'd be good. That, still, that would be a painful death. Yeah. Uh, I mean, firing squad would be cool just because, you know, I think the tough part about a firing squad would just be the anticipation. Yeah. I've seen 10 guys with guns. Also, why 10? That's so many. Well, I, I think in Utah, that's how they did it. At, at uh, That's one of my favorite uh, Tommy, not Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones. It's a big difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was Gary Gilmore. Okay. I think the movie's called The Executioner's Song. Got and it. he was like the first guy in Utah to die from uh, a firing squad. Oh. Um, this is early 80s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, wow, that must, you know, because bullets kill you instantly. Yeah. Um, but like 10, that's so excessive. But And to see them line up, I, I can't imagine that feeling. So yeah. I would want to... I, I don't know what the quickest way to die is. I guess a firing squad. Yeah. Because lethal injection, I think, it first starts to close your arteries, so you don't die right away. Yeah. And I'm glad they don't. I hope they suffer. Um, so I, how would you want to die? I think firing squad seems like the quickest way. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't want to do the lethal in injection i think they put you to sleep first and then they do it um but it doesn't feel like you still kind of feel it and it doesn't feel good and the electrocutions like i don't think they do those anymore do they or public a public hanging i mean that i think you would still feel for like 10 seconds yeah um but like how, how horace pinker died you still feel it for a few and i'm glad you do like yeah you killed someone or whatever you did um but in regards to the movie, I, that's a great way for him to die. It gives him more power. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I I don't plan on ever doing anything to put that's me good. in a position. Yeah. Uh, unless I could get, you know, I don't know, a couple improv spots. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable I mean. who gets all these lineups, <laughs> man. It's like... Fuck me, man. He deserved more. Give Earl more spots. I, you know, I, you know. Yes, please. <laughs> if you're watching out there, don't worry about the funny. Hundred percent. So your final meal, what would that? Oh, be? final meal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if, if, if it's got fat or carbs in it. Uh, I would make it like a forty-course meal just to fuck with the prison staff. Okay. Uh, I'll assume that's not an option. They're like, all right, dude, you get one plate. Yeah, I think it is just one plate, but um, I, I would also. Steak. Um, I mean, I, I'm a healthy, I'm health conscious, but like at that point, I'd probably eat all the stuff I don't eat. Ice cream, uh, cheesecake, mashed potatoes. I would say for mine, for food, probably uh, Portillo's chocolate cake, just a large piece of port honestly no an entire cake of portillo because you're skinny do you work out what's your yeah, deal i am a r runner i have a runner's body right so and that is why and what got you into horror films so much that's a great question i don't know um i started 
when I was little watching like the old or the original I should, shouldn't even say old the original Scooby-Doo and that got was like creeped me out a little bit but I liked it but that like eased me into like you know reading uh goosebumps and uh i think my first horror film was the the orphan in like middle school and i hated it but i was like let me keep watching stuff and it's kind of just i don't know it'd be i i even in high school i wasn't like a big fan of them i don't know what like started it but it's just always it's kind of like loomed i've always loved like the dark history of Mm. stuff so horror films just kind of became my obsession I love them. Like, I grew up in the perfect... Because now I find the horror films... They're okay. CGI. Yeah. They, they just hire, like, really good-looking actors, mm-hmm. you know, to play the young kids about to get slaughtered. But, you know, there was a charm about the horror movies of my youth where, like you said, some of the kids were, like, in their 30s playing kids. Like, yeah. But it just, there was just... Uh, there was an authenticity. Like, that first Nightmare on Elm Street... You almost felt like you were watching a documentary. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it was real, almost. And then, you know, with each one, it got a little hokier. Yeah. And then... And then I, Shocker. And then... Sh- which, but Shocker's real. It's based on a true story. He's out there still. I mean... Pinker. He, yeah, Horace Pinker. Like, if you're out there, what if he just came through one of these He's cameras like, yeah. right now? And then I start, like, murdering you <laughs> both like, with a microphone. We got really bad special effects. To, yeah. Um, but I, I don't really... Like, Scream was good. I liked the first Scream. I thought that was uh, well done. It was a good cast. The great David Arquette. Oh, yeah. Favorite son of the comedy store. Has the he best. done this podcast? He has not done the podcast. He will, though. I'll make it I happen. would. I would love. I would I would cry. I would cry. <laughs> Both Dewey and Eight-Legged Freaks. And his biggest credit is being the world-class championship wrestling heavyweight champion. He was WCW champ. That's so funny. Well, you know, the world of stand-up comedy is very political. Oh, yeah. But the world of pro wrestling is even more political. Oh, I can imagine. So you, you can imagine if you're, say, this is for John, if you're, if you're like Ric Flair, Sting, Lex Luger, you're breaking your body for 20 years, you get to the big time finally, and they put the heavyweight championship on a g- actor who's never wrestled before so he you know the fans hated him for yeah. a very long time oh for sure i can imagine so uh when he would come to the comedy store late night don barris would put him up i'm not sure if he was completely sober but he would be on stage for like an hour oh, good. Oh and my it God. was like watching tony robbins he would give these like motivational talks <laughs> And like people would heckle him, and I would just chant WCW, and he'd say, "No, Earl, you're a champion." And like, but he's got, he got me like, all like what? jacked up. <laughs> so you're he, like, say it again, please. So Scream was like the last horror movie I, I've checked out of the. Yeah. I, I just, um, you know, like that that horrible uh, was it the remake of uh, My Bloody Valentine? Yeah, was that like, was Ooh. that was terrible. But the first one. First one's good. That's probably outside of Shocker, my favorite horror movie of the last, I guess that was 1980, so the last 40 years. Because okay. it, was, it was very much in the vein of um, that first nightmare on Elm Street where it was scary. Like, yeah. Because the special effects, they had no budget. It was just a bunch of Canadian actors. It was filmed in Canada. Because mm-hmm. that's how, they were, I think, one of the first film productions to go to Canada. 
Um, and I, I, that's the scariest movie to this day I've ever seen in a theater. Hmm. Just because, uh, who was the bad guy's name? Harry Warden. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it was kind of a similar, not... It was a semi-similar plot to Shocker, where it's just mm -hmm. a lone wolf. Uh, the guy, I think, saw his dad get killed. Okay. Um, and so he started killing, when he got of age, all the town. Mm -hmm. And they had a party on Halloween, and he started killing all the people. And people <laughs> thought it was Harry Warden coming back. Mm -hmm. But it was actually his son. Mm-hmm who saw the murder okay so and it they left it open for a great sequel it, it never happened but um it should have you know there's a few movies like that that it's lame you know i love it when they leave it open for a sequel and it just the movie i don't think nightmare or uh, my bloody valentine did very well at the box office yeah oh yeah i don't think it did well either but, but then the uh, the sequel, or not the sequel, but the remake with David Borneas. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Get out of town. Terrible. Terrible. His Terrible. manager tried to touch my pee-pee once. But well, That was and? my first. Uh, I didn't happen. Okay. I, I didn't want to make it that bad. Fair enough. I've Fair almost enough. been me too a few times. Well, I, yeah, almost. Just a couple okay. times. I mean, let's be honest. Shocker, like, you know, it's not like you can talk about the movie for two hours. It's true. Yeah, true. Like Nightmare on Elm Street, we could talk for probably two hours because oh, it's yeah. six um, sequels and mm -hmm. spinoffs. Um, but you know, with Shocker, there's you know, there's not much. There, I mean, there's not much to it. There's just a, a killer going around uh, possessing, if you will, through shocks and trying to kill the main character. Which, yeah. And I thought they got rid of the blonde girl too quick. They, yeah, they murdered her so fast. And they were like, wait, we'll bring her back, but as a ghost. I'm like, okay, what? Now people, what? I and, don't know. It, and they didn't have great chemistry. Like, you can tell when people kiss on screen. Yeah. That, like, yeah. You could tell Pete Berg was almost putting his thumbs in front of her lips to do, like, a stage kiss. Yeah. They, they, they did not have a good... Um, it was very similar to, like, uh, I would say Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. You could tell they didn't have a vibe in Pretty Woman, yeah. but it was a great movie. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, so, but, you know, there's, it, Shocker's like the horror movie that, the horror franchise that could have been, but it just, you know, like I said, great cast, innovative, slightly rip off of Freddy Krueger, but, uh, you know, it just... You know, back then, if your movie didn't do well, you were done. Yeah. You know, like John Travolta had one bomb that killed his career for 10 years. And then Pulp Fiction, you know, so. Oh, you know. I thought you were going to say, and then Hairspray. Well, that was like uh, <laughs> Stallone and Rhinestone, but, you know. I mean, mean but if you it know, works, it works. Again, actors will do anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh I mean, you look at Stallone and, and Travolta, like, they've had as many bombs as they've had hits. Mm -hmm. But they keep going. They yeah. just keep plowing along. Um, look at, my, you know, most action stars will, you know, do a sequel or, you know, you could offer any of those action stars who haven't gotten in the first three Expendable movies a spot in the fourth one, and they would do it in two seconds. True. Now, that's going to be a big movie. You know Steven Seagal's an asshole when he can't get in <laughs> any of them. 
You're like, come on, get, get put Steven in them. Also, he maybe really don't. Maybe should. Don't. I mean, I should cast the fourth Expendables you movie. You should do that. I'd be a great casting agent. I think you would be great. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've got an ear. I've got an ear for the actors. You're like, I know the talent. I got it. I got it. And there are so many people who should be in the Expendables <laughs> that haven't been in the first. You got Carl Weathers. How could you not have Apollo Creed? Put everyone in there. Yeah. Terry Crews. Dude. Oh. I like Terry Crews, but like he's got no um, background in action movies. Yeah. He should because he seems like he would be the guy. But right. also, yeah. But if you if you need a huge black dude, how do you not pair Stallone again with Apollo Creed? Like people would mark out. Yeah. So you get him, you get Seagal, you get Jeff Speakman from The Perfect Weapon, one and done. Jeff Speakman, they gave him one shot, movie bombed, you're out. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, I mean, who else? There's, there's, but now we're we're delving into. I hope they do one last Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Maybe they bring Horace Pinker in. Yeah. That's how you could, could do it. Pinker versus Freddy Krueger. Well, you could just have a gangbang. Just one blowout. You could have Pinker, Freddy Krueger, Jason, um, maybe Deputy Dewey, get He's Arquette in there. Coming. He would do it. Back from the dead. I mean, when he did a short film with me, you knew he'd do it pretty much any gig. Um so, like, Fair. Like out of control. Like he said yes. Like, oh. Okay, well, here we go. So That's you, so funny. That would be a good movie. You could do like a horror movie version of The Expendables. I like that. I think, yeah. Where you? I mean, what other iconic horror? Uh, uh, what's that the would guy be the, in the, um, the needles. Uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. You could get a ghost face up in there. You could get who else? We got um, the Evil Dead. Oh, M- yeah. Michael what's Myers. the guy's name uh, um, from Evil Dead? There's n- not really a name. But a- the actor uh, was Dad, Bruce. Bruce oh, Campbell. Right. You get Bruce Campbell got? in there. You can get it. Uh, it can come back. Um, you can get uh, le- 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 Leprechaun in there. Um, oh. You could get uh, uh, the Black Lagoon. Ma- Ma- Mark Wahlberg from Fear. Is that considered a horror movie? Yes. It's a guess. Really? I like to consider it a horror movie. It's a horror movie in my heart. Well, that's how some of my comedy friends act. Like They just don't let go of a girl. <laughs> that could have been a documentary on the comedy scene. Just, you know how many times I've seen comics like this at the patio? <laughs> <laughs> you, fucking, you fucking creeps. Uh, they are they are creeps. Uh, well, that that's because I saw that. I'm like, oh, I don't, I I don't know what I consider fear. I think it's considered a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, a, a thriller. I think it's a thriller, but still. So, out of ten, what do you think Shocker is? I mean, if you're comparing it to like the original Frankenstein, it's about a two. But but for you. Well, you know. Shocker to me is like Vietnam. You either were there or you weren't. So, uh, you know, if you grew up in the 80s, the late 80s specifically, it's a solid seven. Okay. How old are you? Or I'm 25. So to a 25-year-old, you know nothing about the 80s. You know nothing about the bands who were in the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like when Kane Roberts uh, was the construction worker and he's yes. about to kill... You don't know who Kane Roberts is, um, you know, which I'm assuming no 25-year-old does. <laughs> but 
even though he's a very famous yeah. guitar player, but like, you know, a while ago, uh, I think someone your age would probably give it a two. Okay. But I mean, how old are you? Can John talk on this? Yeah. So, you know, you're you're still young enough to not know who Kane Roberts is or, you know, appreciate that that, that soundtrack. I mean, that soundtrack, I'm not going to lie to you, it doesn't necessarily hold up. But it it is fun though. Like I, yeah. I, I gave it a five. The soundtrack or the movie? The movie. I gave it a five. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it did. It, I thought it was fun. Thought it was very yeah. fun. I, I originally gave it lower, and I was like, no, I enjoyed it. Like I when after you watch a movie, whatever number you think of right away, that's the correct number. Don't overthink it. I was like, nope, five. I really had fun, and it did what it needed to do. Some of the scenes were creepy and weird, and. Uh, I would have enjoyed seeing the X version or the rated X version to see what they did and yeah, I mean, how more violent that could be. Might have made it more scary, yeah, uh, or more ghoulish, mm-hmm. less humorous. Um, but I think after Nightmare on Elm Street three, the way of horror movies was to make them funny. Yeah. Um, you know, with almost like Stallone and Schwarzenegger type one-liners, like oh, yeah. "I'll be back" yeah. or um, it, you know, "Stick around." It's prime time, bitch. Right. Um, so, you know, I would have loved. I think they could have done a sequel. Now, I think if the movie came out and it didn't do great, you could do a sequel on say Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but back then, there was no obviously streaming options. Mm-hmm. So, you know, literally, you're, you got one chance with a movie. Yep, and, and then it's done. It's a one it, and done. If it didn't do well, it's just you move on. And so it's unfortunate that uh, I don't want to say it was ahead of its time because <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Definitely was. Yeah. But, but it, 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 is, it is really f- a fun movie that I think regardless of when you watch it, what age, I mean, not what age, but like. You know, if you watched it 30 years ago, if you watched it, you know, two days ago, I think it still has the same fun, uh, campy. Uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a it's fun. It's a fun movie. Well, Earl, thank you so much, and thank you to our sponsor, Filmcraft Studio Gear. You can find them in store or at Filmcraft LA dot com or instagram at filmcraft la and also thank you to fangoria we are on the fangoria podcast network so check them out and if you want a copy of fangoria magazine use code katie afraidy 25 to get 25 percent off guys stay spooky and if you are uh getting electrocuted because you just committed a bunch of murders how about you just die and don't come back with special powers by the devil and then possess people via shocking um don't do that cool thanks bye guys no more mr nice guy